I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Caitlin, I'm Mm-mm. Lauren Brickman. And we love, love scams. We love scams. We love scams so much. We love scams. We love a problem solver. Um, just mm-hmm. a quick <laughs> FYI, before this happened, we were about to start recording for hours, and luckily Lauren said, Are we recording? <laughs> and we were not. Katie was trying to scam us into just hanging out. No episode <laughs> recorded. You know what? You know what? Just take a big old deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. <laughs> Let it all out. We're here amongst friends. And we're going to have yes. the best time. You know, we're just going to so bask in the wonder that is friendship for the I'm next however long we talk. I love that, Lauren. But today is kind of like a wing it, fun, amazing show because, guys, if you don't know, and I'm no, I've talked about them a billion times, We Stand Together is a podcast on the More Banana Network. They're our sister mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. I am a humongous fan. I still, one of the most fun live shows I ever did was your live show back a hundred years ago. Oh, thank you. You were amazing. Well, Katie, one of the most unhinged things <laughs> I've ever seen in my life was you on our live show. I think about- Really unhinged. How- 
deeply attracted you are to gardens on mm-hmm. a pretty regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you guys, it was about basically like, what do you love? What are you obsessed with? And it couldn't mm-hmm. been anything normal. And I yeah. decided that I wanted to uh, bone my garden, <laughs> to have sex <laughs> with a garden, <laughs> the flowers in the soil. And I thought that that was it's really funny. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are thinking it. Not a lot of people are brave enough. Not to a lot, say lot of people are like, nice. that is a sexy garden. Get me on it, you know? Yes. And then you were one of our very first guests when we got a podcast. You mm-hmm, came mm-hmm. to talk about Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. We all stand. What a joy. We all stand her. We all oh, stand her. So fun. And so I, the joke of today is that as we're putting, you know, our life together, just trying to get a podcast to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys thought you were a guest on mine. I thought I was a guest on yours. And mm-hmm, it's because mm-hmm. I didn't read any emails, you know, and I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> emails and I'm just here alive, happy, you know? No, exactly. Katie, if there's one thing <laughs> I know to be true, it's that email reading, it's not for you. It's That's not, not worth it. It's not your thing. <laughs> no, I mean, this worked out so far. Honestly, so I'm far. doing fine. And I actually said, I want We Stand to be guests on my show to Caitlin and Jesse. And then mm-hmm. I shined up here saying like, what, how, who did this? How right. could and this be? And they made that happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> the real winners of this conversation are Caitlin Our producers. and Jesse. Yeah, I, I mean, yes, Kim, wow, and We Stand are doing fine, but we are only mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. held together by the stitches that are oh, yeah. the Caitlin Moldehauer and Jesse. Mm-hmm. Just so you guys know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so today we're talking about Kate when Caitlin, when you got scammed. Mm-hmm. And yes. I remember you texted me during it. Do you remember? We were texting. Yes. yes. It was so, so stressful. So this is the story. And okay. you know, it started in early 2020, mm-hmm. which, which is a chaos for all of us. But yeah. you know, this was January. I thought I was on an upswing. Yeah. Here, here's some things that happened. I had a, a short writing gig in mm-hmm. Los Angeles in January. That was yep. not too too glamorous or, mm-hmm. or high status of a job, but I was excited to do it. Yep. I was getting back out there. Mm-hmm. Then I actually had to come back to New York early for an audition that they requested mm-hmm. me in person. And I'm like, yeah. wow. What was that for? Well, you know. Oh, you don't want to talk about it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, was, great. I didn't book it. No, but that's <laughs> okay. find me in it. No, that's fine. But what Maybe a compliment. Yes, exactly. Now, after that audition, I get lunch with Lauren Brickman. We'll circle mm-hmm. back to why that's relevant. And we had a great okay. time. No great, scams always. at that point. But okay. If she scammed me, I still What did it. you order for lunch? I need to know, like, what you ate. Well, the only the only scam I'm pulling is that we're still hanging out. But oh, that's a great scam. That's, that's very nice of you. But um, so then I go home. I live my life for a couple of days. Mm-hmm, then I'm mm-hmm. out. So this is the scam I really think was high level. And I do hats off to them. on something. Yeah. Very chic. I'm out to high dinner brow. and I get a call and it's supposedly it's from PNC bank, my bank saying there's a fraud issue. Mm-hmm. And I literally didn't have time to talk. And I was like, Oh, I'll look into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not too worried about it. The next morning, I look, and in fact, there's been like, let's say, $40.17 are gone mysteriously. From your account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and this, okay, you know how with the, when you get scammed, you do look back and say everything you did wrong, even though fundamentally they did something wrong by just scamming. Oh, yeah, but you will right. first rip but yourself apart. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just called the number back because it was an 800 number, and I should have just called the back of the the, the PNC, like 188 mm-hmm. PNC bank. But it's so easy just to call back who called you. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because I had sort of forgotten about like that that phone call just wasn't top of mind. And then it was like, oh my God, they were right. I need to call them back. So this is what's crazy is they already had the number. They already had, mm-hmm. they were already taking money out, but they were calling me saying they were PNC and that they were the protectors and that they were going to help mm-hmm. me. To continue and I think what happened. They actually needed was more info and i kind of knew it was wrong when i gave like i gave them the the expiration which i don't think is that weird but here's where i really really went wrong i gave them the back of the number like the the three numbers on the back Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which as soon as i said it i was like deeply unsettled yeah i was like that was just the wrong thing to do wasn't Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. but you're already in it you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this woman is like, okay, we'll get this right away. We're going to get this cleared. And up. it's a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, damn. And still, I feel kind of bad for that particular woman because I don't know that she's like the mastermind. And at one point I sneezed and she said, God bless you, which I, I still wow. think about wow. like, oh my God. I would think about her every time I sneezed from then on. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> never going to not. Now I'm going to think about her every time I sneeze. And and this is where I also like get embarrassed. This phone call goes on for like an hour. Yes. So, and I'm just like on hold, like they're working on it. Right. And then I remember I need to look at my bank account. And then I was like, hey, $200 is gone now. And they were like, yeah, we need to like verify. And I was like, at that point, I like I, my brain knew it was a scam. Right. My brain knew it was a scam. But I was hoping, like, this is where your heart and your ego gets ahead of yourself because I was hoping I was wrong because yes. on some level, it's like, then I'm stupid. Then yes, I called back course, this number. And then, so then I stay on and more money is gone. <gasps> and this is what I do. I call PNC on another line. Yeah. And I'm like, see, you're smart. phone with you? Well, not that smart. No, and they're like, what? And, and I was like, am I on the phone with PNC? And they were like, we would never ask for this. We would never ask. Like, no. And I was like, what do I do then? Well, and it was good. just like, I was so sad. And the woman was like sad for me too. She was like, hang up on the other line. Like, yeah. And the worst part about like the emotions of it, you feel like I need to say goodbye to that woman that scammed me. Well, you've developed a relationship and Kate, they're depending on that. Yes. They are depending on you to feel that way. That hang. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it just, it felt so dumb. And I just, but I did feel like, oh, I'm just going to hang up. I'm, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would have confronted the other line and been like, you guys are scammers. I'm going to I don't get think it. a lot of people would, actually. Maybe some people would. I don't necessarily think that that's better than what I did, but there's some closure. <laughs> you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand some ending to it it just felt weird that it's like oh well they just got the money now i was able to it, the total taken out of my account was something like 500 or 600 dollars i Oof. went through the fraud report and i got it back in a yeah. real timeline so i it wasn't like a long-term thing but i felt embarrassed to like have to tell like my husband that this had happened i told my dad and he just felt i mean and no one was like you think everyone's gonna be like mad or something mm-hmm. like no one was mad obviously mm-hmm. and no mm-hmm. one even was like that's dumb like it's just like oh yeah it happens yeah gotta, yeah gotta keep an eye out for that kind of stuff like yeah but i don't know it's so weird how like you just take this personal responsibility for something someone else did 
Well, and, and it, because it sounds to me, Keelan, like it wasn't like you walked by somebody on the street who was going, I love stealing money. I love stealing money. And they stole money from you. And it was like, oh my God, I should have seen that coming, you know? Yeah, but like sometimes when they sing really, really well. <laughs> yeah. You thought I was like, part of a Broadway show. And you're like, wait, hold on. Is this, well, a, is this no, a performance? I, I, knew he, I knew they were scamming me, but it was far apart harmony. I was it very was. impressed. That harmony, yeah. you can't beat it. So and yeah, then I guess you could feel stupid. Stupid. This relates back to how it may have happened, like something may have happened the okay. day I met Lauren, mm-hmm. because I used an ATM that I never, ever used. So I think mm-hmm. it had one of those skimmer things on Ugh. it where they can get the number. But I think like a few things, like I still am like, you were already able to rob me without me giving you those num- extra numbers. So why did you involve me? Just rob me for a little bit and then I'll report the fraud. You know, like, I think, there's something where yeah. they made it personal that it's like, yeah, well, it's upset. It's true. And so there's, so I think there's multiple ways. Okay. So I'll tell you like what's, this is the first thing that came to my mind, Kate. And I don't know if this is, I've never spoken to a case scammer at a call center, but I think there's something about the length of time that they have their um, victim on the line is almost like a big, huge, like ego boost for that con artist in the office. Like literally it's Mm -hmm. like an office building. They're in these office buildings. Mm -hmm. And I think they're like, hey, hey, I got a live one and they didn't hang up on me. And I'm so good at this. It's been going for 45 minutes and it's almost becomes like a spectacle within their community for that Mm -hmm. moment. I think it is like a call center. I mean, you could hear other people like working there. Yeah. And also there's, so I've, I've talked to um, the Adam, the guys on Adam Levin podcast are really, really smart. <laughs> they do their homework, and it's it's nice to be around people that actually know what they're talking about. But um, they have said that they will hold you on the phone for um voice recognition. So if you say mm-hmm. yes to something, or yes, I agree, or I or I consent to that, that then they can record you and use this and use that number another time. And then yeah. use your voice. It's so interesting. It's so creepy. Yeah. I, when I took care of my grandmother, she would get phone calls all the time because oh, yeah. they love trying to fish the elderly. Yeah. And I, there was one guy who called a lot and I started to recognize his voice. Wow. And <gasps> I lost my mind on him one day. Great, and Lauren. I, and I cursed him out and I and I just like totally flipped and then he called back multiple times that day and the last time he called he was laughing because he was like having so much fun with the fact that he had just like pissed me off and I and it was and it was so frustrating and it was the most infuriating time of my life because I did all the things of like getting my grandmother on like the do not call list and I called like the phone company and I called all sorts of different people and there's just like every little tiny protection that exists, somebody is out there immediately figuring out how to like work around it. Like Mm -hmm. there's just no, it was, it was really scary. And I was like, oh my God. And so I had, I was thankful my grandmother got to the point where she was just like not answering the phone. But then also that was hard when family members were like, she's not answering the phone. I'm like, Mm. I don't know what to do here. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I'm doing everything. Amazon ones that, um, like I know my dad isn't sent texts like, are you, like my dad uses Amazon all the time. So it, it makes sense that, you know, it's just, it's confusing. It really is confusing. It's, it's like, oh, really do, confusing. Do you authorize this for Amazon? It's like, wait, what did I get on Amazon? And you know, I tell him like, just log into your Amazon and only do it through the app or don't mm-hmm. text anyone. 
But these companies do actually text you from these strange six-digit yeah. like that's real. So it's it is can be hard to tell the difference. They're very good at this. And I think that's the important thing is that the embarrassment and the ego and the um I can't believe it happened to me is really what keeps people going on the scam. It's sort of that sunken cost um Yes, yes. Concept or like yes. fallacy or whatever it is fallacy, that like, yeah, yeah you've fallacy. already spent so much on this slot machine. If you walk away now, somebody else is going to get your winning. So it's this feeling of like, I've already spent so much time on the phone with this. If I leave or hang up, I'm so stupid because I spent two hours on the phone. So instead, let me try and rectify this and somehow prove that I was right. And so then you're battling against your own ego instead of just hanging up the phone and blocking the number, it, it, it becomes very, very emotional. And that's what they're depending on. They're depending on you staying on the phone, feeling like, I can't believe this is happening to me. You know, this 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 can't actually be how it goes. And then they get you for more. Yeah. And it's it, absolutely. And it's like manners on some level, because mm-hmm. when I thought, like when I gave them that, whatever that call, that number on the back is called, I, I was like, that's not right. PC yeah. Bank wouldn't do that. But I'm too like polite to be polite. like are you sure that's something you should do well, it was is your area code uh your hometown on your cell no. phone no okay because if it's i was gonna say like i wonder if they also grab like midwestern area codes and like the yes, midwest yeah. people are super nice and or if they're just like a blanket like let's get everybody well i have heard that there are like if you've ever been in like severe credit card debt or if you've ever had other issues that your phone number and information ends up on lists that people buy. Oh yeah, that's that's what Jen Shaw did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You can buy and so sell lists. So that is why just to just to, you know, pivot into Jen Shaw talk. Just bring it in. She's truly so evil. Mm-hmm. She's so she's so evil. And well, the other thing too and I hope this makes you feel better, Caitlin, and anyone listening who this has happened to. So Jen Shaw, who's a member of the Real Housewives, it came across that she is now pled guilty to wire fraud and like mm-hmm. intention did. to, you know, commit fraud in all these forms. She'd been working for over 15 years on oh this God. type of scam. Now, that means that it's not just she's been working for 15 years, the company she worked with, sure. her partners, her assistants. So what you have is like when somebody calls you on a scam call or sends you a text message, you have like hundreds of people on the other end of that call, really, that have brought it to that moment. So it's not you against the scammer. It's not you against some computer's firewall. Like, you are getting an influx of, like, people that have collected your data that are masterminds at this emotional control that have been working at this for 15 years against you just picking up in the middle of the grocery store. Like, it's not your fault. No, it, it is not. But it's just funny because I've actually had similar things happen before and not falling for it. Like it's just yeah. it's also when they when they approach you. But this see, I think this was just the genius of this particular scam is it they just said we're trying to protect you. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause I've noticed like my card has been um skimmed or something and like I see that's like honestly, sometimes I just feel bad. Like I, I saw my my card was used to like at like a baby's R Us for like a hundred dollars in South Carolina. And I'm like, I hope I hope you got the diapers. Hope, like, right. you know, like, I hope so I'm going to get my hundred back, but like, yikes. Right. But this just it. was like involving me so personally. And again, I do just feel bad for the other woman. The other woman is not Jen Shaw. She is not walking around with Gucci and Dior. And like, Mm-mm. she's probably getting paid $2 an hour. She's yeah. probably not a, a documented 
United States worker and this is what she has to do. And it's just like, I don't think she's based out of the United States, to be honest. A lot of these companies aren't. They're all, um, the ones based in the United States are the ones that are getting usually shut down by the FBI. So to avoid that, they have these companies set up in other countries and complete office buildings. That makes perfect sense. But meanwhile, Jen Shaw is going on a fun excursions, you know. I know, switching her Ubers left and right. (laughs) (laughs) Just doing it all. My God, I know. different chateaus. Just chateau all over the place. She's chateauing herself to death. But then the thing that, like, what made me also, like, this woman is a sociopath beyond, like, a lot of people do crimes and if you can't- The scammer or Jen Shaw? Who's the sociopath? Which woman? Okay. No, yeah. And maybe Jen Shaw was my ultimate scammer. You know, I would like to be connected to celebrity in that way. That'd be fun. Honestly, like, what if it was her? I would not be surprised. It could be. She wouldn't know. And maybe that's probably why you felt so connected and you kept talking. Like, I know <laughs> well, this I voice. doubt it was her, but it was probably one of her minions. It could have been. But, you know, the thing that bothers me, too, about Jen Shaw is she let her mom say, her mom who did not come from any money, had some savings, mm-hmm. and she let her mom give her her savings for her uh lawsuit defense knowing she was guilty but that's her hubris yeah that's her hubris. i mean that's true she knew she was guilty mm. but she didn't understand like that is a consistent real housewife scam thing is that they just and it probably relates to all scammers they really think they're above the law and they're not gonna really get the book thrown at them and they've done really well believing that they're yeah, above the law until now. That's the thing too, guys, is that like the proof yeah. is in the pudding that you have these con artists. We have it with cult leaders. We have it with like all mm. kinds of scammers, just petty thieves. Like if they've been doing something and it's been working well for them, it's a muscle that they have flexed and worked and have this ability to do like n- and know it like the back of their hand. And they're like, well, it's been going so well. I- Maybe I was nervous my first five times, but now that it's been doing it for 15 years – I'm going to be fine. Well, and you also have to imagine that, like, to get through the day, you have to, like, believe your own bullshit to some extent. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like she, on some level, had convinced herself that what she was doing wasn't really wrong. And or, exactly, or in that moment of panic, she asked her mom for it because she did feel like it was that or, like, it felt, like, so claustrophobic she had no other choice. Like, maybe that was sure. the moment she thought, right. maybe I, I'm i going to lose and I need to at least do this last bit. And the only other thing is to tell your own mom, no, don't put your money behind me. I did it. Like, that's – frankly, the last straw. doesn't want to hear that either. No. So – Wow. No, it is it's, – it's so crazy. And the, the crazy thing, too, and I know we've gotten hate for this, is I love scammers. Like, I – There's a thing about these scammers that I'm just like, I see that they look at this situation and everybody wants, and that's what you saw, Caitlin, too, that I realized is that instead of looking at this as sort of like a computer and like some sort of like crazy place where, you know, you're a victim of a billion numbers and codes, you were listening to this con artist speaking with you who was a human being. And you were like, wow, what brought you here? Like, we're having a full conversation. We're on the phone. We're developing a relationship. And that's what makes scamming so elevated. There's like an elevated amount to this where when it becomes the human skill of like the coaxing and the talking and by now, Caitlin, they know that people are onto scam callers. So they're going to take the call of not, again, like your friend or your cousin or uncle is like, asking for ransom money. We know we don't believe that. We don't have any uncles that ever want ransom money. They're like, oh, <laughs> you have con artists after you and I'm going to help you. So now they even 
changed up their own script to tell you that they're helping you against the con artist. Like when you're on the phone with this scammer, there's so many levels involved in this. That's insane. It's insane. I mean, I don't, I don't like her, but I do see, you can just see the complexity of this. And I think the complexity of this is never spoken of in like modern and like, like pop culture and socially and uh, through media at all that, that there's a complex element that it's just sort of right or wrong, stupid or smart. Mm, I don't know. I think like, I think that was actually one of like the hard things for me when I was watching the TV show Inventing Anna mm. was that they were trying, whether they, I, I walked away from that being like, but what's the point of view? What's the take here? Because, like, they kind of show the complexities of the fact that, like, she's a human and she's a person, too, and da-da-da-da-da. But then at the same time, I was like, I don't know. It was a it was a weird sort of, like, soft take. In, oh, yeah. In, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I don't mean the complexity of the con artist. Um, I mean, mm. like, of the victim. So you guys are oh. – you guys have all these complex levels, which is why, Caitlin, also, you're, like, embarrassed or yeah, why right. you don't want to tell Got your it. family Fair. because – you have so many, there's so much going on with the human experience of communication <laughs> that it's it's just so hard. And we are so flippant about it going like, oh, they got scammed. Can you believe it? And in, in society, we just sort of like call out people really easily of like being duped or not. And everybody's pointing a finger at who's duped and who's not duped. But then nobody says, wow, this is an incredibly complex scam. And it played on your emotions. And it was another female. And uh, got you involved in it, me. How'd you doubt yourself? Like, nobody talks about that part. Right. Totally. I I think it is, like, presented a little black and white. Like, there's people that would fall for scams or people that wouldn't. And it's... And everyone can fall for it. Everyone could fall for it. It's different days. You might... Well, yeah, because also, like, what is a scam, really? It's just falling for a mistruth. Like, every... A scam can... We think of scams in a certain way as... Haven't we all been tricked into giving a friend or a loved one money at some point? I've tricked every one of my loved ones to give me money. Okay, it works. Yeah, like... (laughs) How am I surviving? How am I still an actress in New York City? (laughs) Having convinced my husband I'm worth it. Well, yeah. And I think to your point, Lauren, like the thing about inventing Anna, the the fundamental problem is that she's actually not a very interesting person. It's yes. like people filling a hole in themselves. Yeah. And it's hard to base a show around that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, because they, they talk, I mean, if you read the original article, it's like, was she particularly charming? No. Was no. she particularly no. smart? Did she have a good no. idea? Was no. she a supermodel? No. She was no. she was such a nothing, but she was just so determined that it made other people like, you know, Anthony Edwards in every role he plays mm-hmm. now as the mm-hmm. old white guy that gets scammed, mm-hmm. be like, well, she has to mean she has to have something because you know what? It's so much she about do us. This? We think, yes, she must be onto something because who would be this confident and if driven if they weren't? Right. And that says so much about us and so, so little much. about her. And mm-hmm. here's my scam. I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> I have scammed wow. one of the podcasts. I haven't seen Inventing Anna because I might have a little like thorn in my craw because I really wanted to be in it, you know? So Here. maybe oh, that's also know, my issue. I will say this. Uh, I did audition for it. I did not book <gasps> it. It was very boring to watch. Mm, okay. It was uh, very um, – it really let I me I felt like out. I knew her whole story. Like, we talked about it so yeah. many times. We spent, like, years talking about her that I was yeah. like, I can't have any more of this person. 
No. And like, I really wanted to love it because there were so many things about like so many actors on it that I loved and I had been following the story. And then I just, I watched every single frame of it and I was angry (laughs) the whole time. And yeah, there's so many shows that I do that too, you know? Yeah. Of the scam shows, I would rank of recent scam shows, mm-hmm. Dropout, the highest. Oh, yep. And I think that it Haven't succeeded seen that one. <laughs> at showing Elizabeth Holmes. It wasn't necessarily sympathetic to her, but it was mm-hmm. like, here's a couple moments in her life where we can see things went really wrong in this mm-hmm. human being's development. And this <laughs> yeah. is what we got. And like, yeah. it was better done, I think. And mm-hmm. uh, Amanda Seyfried was awesome. And then she's I also watched the We Work uh, one. Yeah. I would put that one middle. But it, it it has a guest star of our friend Michael Hartney. Yeah, he gets yeah. to yell at Anne Hathaway. So <gasps> we love that. I, we do love I that. at one point did kind of not yell at Anne Hathaway, but make her <gasps> feel not great. So you know, like sometimes you do that when you're around Anne Hathaway because you're. Whoa. The, it, this was just in real life. This was just in real life, and like I, I like I had the opportunity to like make her feel kind of bad for a second. I was like, I'm taking it, bitch, and I walked away. It, was just, it wasn't mean. It's just like I wasn't. I could have been nicer. You just had a mean girl moment. I just, I just also had a. Um, okay, I'll tell it. I was babysitting the family mm-hmm. I babysat for. New Anne Hathaway. She was there, and she was um, just Anne Hathaway. She's just the movie star of our generation, and we're just yeah. like, mm-hmm. and I'm nannied for this baby. And mm-hmm. she was like, I don't really know what to do with kids and was being like so weird. And I was like, it's okay. I've got it. And it wasn't mean, but I was just like, yeah, bitch, I got it. Okay. You know nothing about kids. And I spent my life working with kids and I wish I had your life. Okay. So, and, I mean, I had all this going on in my head. I didn't say any of that to her. I just was like, I've got it. Like, don't worry. I know a lot more than you, Anne Hathaway. Um, I don't even think it came off that mean, but in my mind, I was like, <laughs> I, I, I think you were I was coming having, to her aid. <laughs> you were having a, a big inner monologue that nobody really else sounds was. like you were for, but like, I'm glad that you had a really big emotional response. I was so oh. pissed at her for existing I and not all knowing one, enough about like, childcare. I hope me and that person are still cool. And I'm like, oh yeah, there was never a conflict between us ever. I thought about oh. them while I was doing dishes once. They don't know that happened and don't care. Yeah. I used to do that a lot more when I, especially in college, my friend Colin will always bring up the fact, he goes, you and I apparently were in a fight that I never knew about because I, <laughs> I don't really remember this, but apparently one morning I like came in to like break the like cafeteria and I was like, so we're cool now. And he was like, we were not cool. And I was like, okay, so we're going to pretend like we weren't, that everything's okay. Cool, cool, cool. And then I like just went about my day and he goes, Lauren, we were never in a fight. I, to this day, don't know what you were talking about. Do you about. even remember? No, I vaguely I, I this I was in a fugue state and I just like forgave him. I have no idea. I bet it was a dream, Lauren. I bet it was like a dream you had of him the night before. <sighs> yes, dreams can give you that powerful weird they feeling. Like, so have yeah, you woken up and been like, you fucking slut? I've turned around and looked. I've had dreams where Alan has told me, like, get out of my face. I well, okay. I'll now I'm gonna leave back up. In a lot of dreams, I I have that I'm cheating on Alan, which <gasps> is not Ooh. not because I want to, because I think I'm really a, I, I, it's like I an see. insecurity that like like what's the worst thing you could do to somebody you love, right. you know? And then it's always the same thing in the dream. I have to, I come to reckons and I go like, Alan, I did this to you. Will you ever forgive me? And then he's like, 
no, that's terrible. Like I wouldn't. Mm. And then I have to fight for him back. And so then I wake up so sad and I'm like, Alan, we had a, we almost got divorced. And he's like, why? And I'm like, you know, no reason. Like I also don't want to tell he's gonna listen to this, but I'm like, I also don't want to tell him that I'm constantly cheating on you. Oh my God. <laughs> I have no desire. I'm so obsessed with my husband, but I have this, it's this fear well, of like your where nightmare. Could you, your nightmare is doing the something point of no that return. you can't forget. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. yeah, it's your nightmare. Because it's genuinely it's not your fantasy. my point of no return right. for him. Like, yeah. And I, and I yeah. remember like when we were first dating, I told him that. I was like, oh yeah, hell no. Like you never see me again. And he was like, really? Like I think some people are sort of like, you could do it one time or this time. And I was like, oh no, it would never work again. And and that was just like very early in our relationship. I like established yeah. that. Not that he even wants to. But so now I have this recurring nightmare that like, I didn't. I forget that I'm married. I'm meeting some really funny improv comedian. It's always no, guys. It's no, always like no, <laughs> you meet no Michael B. Jordan or like someone like just not. Yeah. Oh, I wish. No, it's like some corny white guy hey. with rim glasses. I know. No, if you're I know. I marriage. know. I know. No, it's gotta be Harry Styles. Yeah. It's gotta this be isn't it. my choice. This is why it's a nightmare because it's not. Someone of right. value. That no, that's true. That's true. That's true. No, it's absolutely a nightmare. Oh my god, the it's idea. Absolutely oh, a nightmare. I'm like, I want to throw up right now. You like about I, it. completely like for someone on board. First, right? oh. <laughs> but how your, many people have? But how many people have? How many people have? Because of like because of of a theater that closed and never remembered you again. <laughs> Talk about a scam, man. <gasps> you guys, I still am. Oh. Well, I also wanted to create a theater one time in the middle of the night this last year. I never did. <laughs> so that's also in like. In the middle of the night? Yeah, I woke up and I was like, I'm writing a new theater. It's like, it's called, I mean, this is a thing. Nobody take oh, this. No. It's called, it's called Varsity Theater Comedy Club, okay. or Varsity Comedy Club. And it's for all the UCB comedians that were all on the teams, all my favorite people. And we're a new comedy club <laughs> because we are all the best people in New York City. <laughs> And basically, like, oh, oh. I can't do this. I don't want to. I don't want to be organized people. I just want to be in a TV show. That's a fun middle of the night thought. <laughs> I wrote a thesis statement. I think you should get in on like a cult or something. Yeah, like that. I would. I feel like that's. I think you're trying. I love to be a, a cult. great cult leader. Mm. I love. I love supporting somebody in a fugue state. You know, yeah. like yeah, Lauren, yeah, yeah. I would have supported you when you were in that fight with your friend. I would have been like, yeah. go for it. Go I love that it. about you. Wait, did I tell you guys? I don't know if you know this or the podcast knows this. I was great friends. Not great friends. Okay. Let's say pretty good okay. friends. Improv friends with um Alan's ex-girlfriend when they were still together. And I didn't know oh. him. And because I didn't know him, I could say all kinds of shit about him because I was a great backup friend. So I was like, this wow. piece of shit loser. And then everyone, none of her friends were half as good at that because they were like, Alan's actually like really decent genuine nice person and he's really yeah. honest right. so when she wanted to talk shit I was like come on over to my house babe and I would talk shit and then I met him and I was like oh, I'm in love okay <laughs> like this is an incredible That's, human being wow. that yeah. is something that only could happen to you Katie only only you I you felt so hard ultimately felt about it oh she hates me and I did call her and say I did like tell her, like, I'm so sorry, but I actually ended up meeting Alan. It turns out he's like pretty incredible and we're together. And I said something like, well, you know who Alan is. And she hung up the phone on me. Cause she don't say that, you know? Right. In the year 2022, are, is it illegal to make burn books or could we make a burn book? 
Probably. Okay. It would be, you know, in the year 20. I kind of hate speeches. Or it's like doxing. Mm. Like you would just like. That's true. That's true. Must die. (laughs) The must die in there. I didn't Mm -hmm. want him to die, but I was just like, he's got so many issues. I didn't say what they were. I just helped her fill in the blanks, you know? And then I met him and I was like, what an incredible human being. (laughs) She was looking to get over this man and he helped. I yeah. really, I actually am the greatest friend. We don't speak anymore, and um, I will never speak. You took again. one for the team. I you know, did. What, what is it? People come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. You had a reason for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can shop from anywhere, doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, wait, uh, Lauren, I know you don't – you're not a huge Love Island fan. Get in there. Get but in there. I have to share one really important thing about Love Island. Okay. It's the UK version, and I'm not doing oh, any yeah, spoilers, yeah. but I, I know, know Caitlin, you've probably yeah. seen all the spoilers on Instagram. Do you uh, – yeah, you know the spoilers. Okay. But what is the most shocking thing to me that no one mm-hmm. is talking about enough is that Ekin Sue, and I won't say anything else about her, I – adore her. She used to be average looking and she's had so much plastic surgery that what's fascinating is people adore mm-hmm. her so much because guess what guys? She has a normal personality with pretty people veneers. And I think that's incredible. That's my, that, 
that just shows you that like, yeah, a person who like has had to develop a personality who has had to be interesting and funny is way better than some dumbass who's been pretty her whole life. Like her face mm. is so fake and it makes me, I feel, I feel validated. I'm like, yeah, she is a fan favorite. And do you know the other the other change that she's had in her life. So Lauren, this woman mm-hmm. is British. She grew up mm-hmm. in Britain, but she has, her parents are Turkish and she also works in Turkey a lot. And her name is mm-hmm. Ekin Su, E-K-I-N hyphen okay. S-U. However, mm. growing up and in college, she went by Susie. And oh. now she is like embraced a more ethnic <laughs> name and more complicated name. And people are like, we love you. Yeah. I honestly think that I would never falter for because I think the stress oh, of yeah, being or feeling other yeah. than or anything like an immigrant when you're like that, that I'm like, it is. And and I, and I see it and I see her being like, okay, this is how I'm going to literally survive in this place. Like to be, I think she grew up yeah. in like Ireland or like just the way that she'll survive as if she goes by this like colloquial easy name. Um, but what's so funny is because after she graduated, she went to college for acting, like all of us. Um, and after she graduated, then she was working in Turkey and mm-hmm. she was doing like a ton. She got like a ton of work on like Turkish TV shows and Turkish stage shows. And I was like, right. damn, I wish like I had that. I w- <laughs> I think I want, I think I want to consume myself at the end of the day. Like that's probably been my wish, you know, to just say like, let's get all the plastic surgery, make a totally brand new face, but then have like this yeah, goofy wow. girl personality and then, and then like, you surprise that, everyone. Is that you a know? scam of sorts? I think I want veneers. <laughs> I think it's, I think not for me, it's a scam. It just, it for me, it's like a, it's almost mm. proof that like everything is really stupid. And that if you're, if you have a personality and you're also good looking, you will blow people's minds. You will blow people's minds. Like if you're good looking and you just Mm -hmm. sit there and smile, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, Gemma's very smart. I'm a huge Gemma fan. I'm just going to say like, I I love her. I think she's so beautiful, but she doesn't have to do much, you know, and she's gorgeous. But if you do just a little bit and you're that gorgeous, you will blow shit up in the best way. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's the solution. So Clearly. I think we should all have like mediocre looking children and then allow them to have plastic surgery well, at 13. Really inspiring <laughs> That's, all I, I That's all I want. That's all I want. I'm going to get plastic That's surgery. I, yeah. I think it's time. All of a sudden, <laughs> next, time, next time you see me, it's going to be a whole You guys, the plastic surgery. <laughs> it just, it's so, no, I don't, I would never want that. But Watch out. No, no, sorry. It's too late. The plastic You've surgery she's had. She's had. these wheels okay. of motion. I'm going to have a whole new face, a whole new body. Okay. Same personality. You know, and and I will live with that. And I'll live with that. Same, but like, you'll blow shit up. (laughs) You already blow shit up, Lauren. People are already obsessed with you. Right? uh, There's something about the list. So on all these UK shows, everyone has veneers. Everyone has fillers (laughs) under their eyes. They have huge cheekbones. Everyone has the Botox that has frozen their eyebrows to a surprise. You know, and then I saw. And then Ekin Sue now, because of her fame, a bunch of plastic surgery people have said, like, here's Ekin back in the day. And I'm making up these acronyms for them. And they show her before and after plastic surgery. So they're benefiting. I don't think she wants everyone to know everything she's had done, but there is a plastic surgeon on Instagram right now saying, like, and this is how we adjusted her nose from like a regular nose to like a cute nose. And Ah, uh, she might be getting some cash back. Maybe, or maybe they're all like using her when, for free advertising. 
but she's literally had the bridge of her nose yeah, changed. Know. You know? Did you guys see that um, TikTok that went viral um, because this plastic surgeon had Natalia Dyer's face and talked about what she would do to Natalia Dyer, who is a 27-year-old woman who plays a much younger woman uh, on Stranger Things. And unprompted, unasked by Natalia Dyer was like, here's what I would do to her face. Like basically to make her look more like Kira Knightley, who she already looks like. Um, And it's just disturbing. Is she the redhead? Is Natalia Dyer? I'm trying to see. No. She plays. Oh, she's the brown hair. She's been there forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's been Mm -hmm. on forever. And I've seen her in person somewhat recently and. Quite recently. Yeah. You saw her in person? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. What were you doing with Natalia when she's at that wedding? (laughs) <laughs> yeah um she was a she was at a bar in man in manhattan of all guys that's where you can find her i'm sure she's still there right now yeah I mean, she left before i did but maybe she was just taking a smoke break and then came back i don't know well i think she was she's just trying oh, to yeah, she trick you she was she was trying to pull one over on you well i definitely knew who she was um she honestly just got plastic surgery, Caitlin, and came back in, and you didn't notice, and that was That's her plan. That's true, and maybe she actually asked that TikToker to please let people know how I could get improve. it together. And it just why would she want to look like Kira Knightley? Well, I don't know that she does. <laughs> no, this plastic surgeon just wanted her to. <laughs> this person wanted her to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to do anything. Kira Knightley oh. and Scarlett Johansson were two actors that came on the scene in, let's say, two thousand four. They were 19, but they were playing like 27 or 8-year-olds. Right. So I I am older than both of them by a right. stage, but it was the first time I ever was shocked to find that out because they were playing characters older. I still didn't I still didn't know that. <laughs> I might shocked be older right than now. You. I mean, but No, like, that's amazing. We're the same age. It was it was Horrible. And I was actually working in this office in the English department of Indiana University where there were grad students and they were like, oh, it just happened to you for the first time. Fun. Oh, really? I was like, oh, my gosh. And of course, now looking back, they were like 27 or eight. So they were also babies being like, oh, I, you're not the baby anymore. There are so many people that when I was a child who were like just 30 and I was like, you're a senior citizen. Like the the, the adult, the concept of adult. I, I will also say to our defense, in the 80s and 90s, adults looked their age. There wasn't as much Botox. There wasn't as much fakery. There was a little bit being pulled and pushed with plastic surgery. But like uh, people genuinely looked the age they were. I think. No, Lauren, you're disagreeing. I mean, I guess so. I think the thing, though, is, like, in rewatching like, a lot of content, a lot of people were not the, like, were not playing the age that they actually were in film and TV. So I think that really confused my perception of age because I'm like, these are just not, you were not actually that age. Like, because, like, much younger people would be playing older people and much older people would be playing younger people. For a variety, and that still happens a little bit today, but I don't know. I just feel like I didn't, I have no concept of age when I look at a person. I often say they could be anywhere from 35 to 55, and I'll believe That's so them. Nice. Because I just, so nice. I don't know. I don't. That's so nice, though. I don't know. I'm just, what, what, I'm age blind. I don't know. That's so nice. That's I wish, I, I wish yeah. everyone was age blind. Well, some things mess you up. Like I've been reading the memoir of Mel Brooks, and mm. it never really Ooh. occurred to me that, 
like in his movie silent movie he's the lead and bernadette peters is the female lead that wouldn't have been weird to me as a kid because i'm like yeah two adults yeah (laughs) they're two adults (laughs) and now with sexist brain you're like yeah they're probably about the same age not at all my friends Mm -hmm. they're all 25 years apart Oh, Ooh. yeah, that kind of thing happens all the time in movies. And of course, we all know this. But again, right. totally blows your brain when you get or older. Or in Dane Cook right now, marrying some tiny child. little child. His yeah. Ti- his child bride. Shout out to uh, Tracy Morrissey on Instagram. Everyone go follow her because she is she's an investigator after your own heart, Katie. She doesn't really investigate scams, but she has a story right now about Dane Cook. Uh Lauren Ashley Smith, friend of More Banana, pointed it out to us. And it's basically showing all the pictures of underage girls that hung out at Dane's game nights. Ew, game nights? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the number one thing with Dane Cook is that it just goes to show you nobody likes him. And that yeah. that's why he well, needs young people that don't have any reference for him. Well, and I, I do think that's a huge part of it. And Dane <laughs> Cook famously scammed by his own half brother. Oh, really? Wait, what happened with that? So I forget what year it was, but uh, this was like his. He hired his half brother, I think, to be like his money manager or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, he gave over so much power that Dane Cook didn't even have access to his own Bank of America accounts. Like, (laughs) he had no, he couldn't access anything. And so there was actually a lot of red tape for him to get into his own bank accounts. And when he finally got into them, there was no money in them. And So he's borrowing bank accounts from child brides. Well, no, That's he eventually <laughs> got back, I think, a lot of the money. But, like, wow. it's just, like, it, it was, it, it happened when he was, like, his, he moved, made the move to California and his career was grueling really well. And he didn't really know anything was wrong until he was, like, hey, half-brother who's been my, like, kind of fake manager, I think I'm going to, like, sign with someone else. And then when that happened and he tried to, like, start asking too many questions, that's when he realized yeah, and that's crazy. So, like, in some ways, he's, you know, I do feel better knowing that that horrible man has at least been scammed savagely by his own family. Me too. Um, okay, guys, so we will wrap up this episode of Scam Wow. Lauren, do you want to talk about any of your scams? Because we've just, like, breezed by as if you haven't had anything an hour later. <laughs> the ones... Well, I just, I just, uh, you know, I'm not sure who's listening to this, and I am currently running several, so I don't want to get okay. Caught, great, okay. But so Lauren Scam is really about names, places, identities, waiting an arraignment. Yeah, she's figuring that out. Yeah, no, the the greatest scam. I, I'm I run scams. I I don't know. I haven't she really run these streets. She run these scams. I, I'll say I've had a lot of like I've had not a lot, but I've had some instances of fraud. But it's all been like, like the big one that I had was this is, and I just think it's so funny. Because, but uh, there was a security breach where um, NYU, who I had done study abroad with in college, I may have mentioned this. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this uh, before when we've all been together on a podcast, but um, <laughs> beats me. Okay, but <laughs> when I did my study abroad, we had to do like a physical at the NYU Health Center or something like that. Somehow. 
a form at the NYU Health Center that had all of my personal information on it got stolen. There was like a bunch of like somebody was working in the NYU Health Center and they took a bunch of people's like social swiped information. And so that I got notified of a security breach, but that I got notified about that after someone had opened up credit cards in my name in Florida. No, Florida, Florida, man. Florida, baby. Um, It was an alligator. I have to imagine that somebody got this job, got as much as they could, went down to Florida. But this was a couple of years after I would have been there. So I I don't know. But I just laughed so hard because I was like, yo, with all the NYU kids, you got the kid that was studying abroad. My credit ain't that good. I was shocked. I was like, sorry, baby. Good luck. I was like, have fun Mm -hmm. with that. That's going to get turned off. I didn't have a single credit card at the time that you had a bigger. I think my max credit card at the time was like a $2,000 limit or something. I was like, have fun. I was like, I hope this information does more for you than it's done for me. I hope so, too. But Chase was really good. I didn't have to. I got all my money back few. Well, you guys, you know that that's also the crazy thing is that they have so much built into like their own protection Mm -hmm. that it's like billions of dollars to be like, if anything happens, they're fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so maybe yeah. we're scamming ourselves and not being credit card thieves. Like, maybe that's what we should do, Caitlin. Like, maybe you should call that woman back and say, like, are you hiring? Okay. I do like this Because you did develop a great relationship, you know? Did you get her name, Caitlin? I never asked. I don't, I don't remember. I'm sure, I assume they, she gave me a fake first name, but I don't remember what it was. Mm. Mm. What Gosh. would your fake call center name be? If you were going to develop a personality to work at a scam call center, like, what would what would your deal be? Like? What would your name be? What would your Madalena Komiovich? Just kidding. Right. You're going wow. Russian. That might be a real name. I don't even know. <laughs> well, I'm sure it's somebody's real name, but you know. maybe. I feel like Rodernick. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> I feel like I'm going. I feel like I'm going to go with like Mary Ellen. I feel like I'm going to go. Oh, with, that's trustworthy. Uh, really nice. Yeah, and I feel like I'm going to have a lot of Southern accent going on. Just like, oh, it's oh, okay, wow. precious. Like, wow, you're fine. also committing with accents. Well, you know, I just feel like I'm going to say a lot of like, oh, bless your heart. You sound like you're having a real tough day. That will work, Lauren. <laughs> that I'm will work. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry to hear you're going through this. <laughs> I want to help you out. I'm going to try to get you through this as quickly and as painlessly as possible. Lauren, oh. I'll give you my firstborn. He's sleeping oh, right in the him. next room. Go get him. You go know, get him. Go get him. I, do, I do like that kid. We had fun. I watched a lot of He's Sesame so Street sweet. with that kid. He's so sweet. <laughs> He's a good one. You feel, what would yours be, Caitlin? Bitsagawi. Bitsagawi. Bitsagai. Bitsaglossier. And, you know, I think I'd try to be Gen Z. <laughs> like, I would just make myself mm. like uh, Dakota. Gen Z, like Gen Shaw? <laughs> Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I actually would make my name Jen Shaw. That would be suspicious because then it'll just be like, well, there could be two. No. Don't be suspicious. I am Jen Shaw Z. Suspicious. Oh, so you'd be a Gen Z, like your name is a Gen Z. Yeah, like like, like Dakota, Dakota or Olivia or something. And just or like, like just, just just for fun. Yeah. Okay, I have one more really important question yeah. <laughs> before we hang up. Mm-hmm. And then we can talk about like our personal lives, which is like oh, what sure. I really needed. Um, okay, so when you talked about Natalie Dormer, was that no, mm-hmm. who was the person that you said you saw Natalia at the Dyer. bar? Natalia Dyer. Um <laughs> Natalie I, Dormer is Game of Thrones, right? Okay. Yeah. I thought you you meant the girl that just got married to Brooklyn Beckham, who's like yeah. that 
blonde-haired girl. Yeah. And I want to know, what's the issue with her? Why does everybody hate her and her family? Do you know the truth? I think they're just weird billionaires. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. All right, I just want to know if there's any I don't think it's like that interesting. Yeah, Unfortunately, the cooler reason. So fancy. I did go down like Victoria Beckham and David Beckham and all the Beckhams like Instagrams for a while the other day. And it was like, oh, I just can't call myself. Hashtag Harper7. Harper, so sweet. And they all love her. Everyone's all, like, are obsessed with each other. They all tag each other in every photo and it's then hashtag really Harper7. Harper7. <laughs> like, it's we've really got cute. to get her, her name out there. <laughs> Before she gets a chance to get on Love Island, we've got to get but, her out there. But, but they won't give her her own account. I find that no. cute too. It's like we'll just find so you later. Do the hashtag. She's cutesy, cutesy. She's so cutesy, cutesy. I know. I feel like they're a great family. <laughs> but do you guys remember her reality show? Yeah, it was so much fun. I loved it. It was so good. They're great. They need to do another. Yeah, they need to do more. I, I want yeah. to see if I can find it. Let me know if you guys can ever find it somewhere online because I would just watch it over and over again. I bought her book, that extra half an inch, mm-hmm. and it was just fun. It was just like. Fucking wear the high heel, wax whatever the hell you want. Just live your best life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, Posh. Okay, yeah. No, Posh is the best. I, I, I always liked her, but when when she chose to do a runway walk instead of a solo at their reunion <laughs> tour, <laughs> no notes. I was like, yeah, Perfect. this woman can do nothing wrong, and I will think about yeah. her for the rest of my life, just in total queen status. She's just, she is it. She's, she's the woman that like. Every everybody goes to you like if I had the guts and she's like I've got the guts I've got well, them in she's also pounds like, and dollars she's also so funny because one of the things I love about her she's like why was I in a girl I can't say like I love that she'll be honest That's about nice. her like what her, her limits are and like she yeah. doesn't pre- like she doesn't pretend like she's an incredible vocalist she's like no I was hot and I can move wow. thank you wow to be hot any and other movable. questions. I love it. Wow. My other question is, should I get veneers? (laughs) Well, we're all going to go get extensive Mm -hmm. plastic surgery and completely change our faces and bodies, right? That is what, watching Love Island, every single person basically has veneers. And I was like, oh, that's what makes you look shiny. But then your teeth are like forever It might be a lot in person, you know? You're right. Interview some people one-on-one. I need to go to a veneer center, Mm. sit in the waiting room and just say, hello, how are you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then see if you can scam someone into paying for it. I do want someone. I want the veneer thing that's just like the the little topical thing, just like a tiny bit. I think it's called a luminaire. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Guys, am I spending way too much time on plastic surgery Instagram? I think so because I think in every episode I've talked about – on my own podcast, Botox, plastic surgery, veneers. I think like Caitlin Brodnick-Sago is going through some stuff. <laughs> Caitlin Brodnick's a guy is having know. some issue Sk- with age. Scamwell fans, right? Scamwell fans, is she talking about is this a little too losing much? it? I, is she, I really am. Scamwell fans, are you worried about Katie? Do you think it's time for us to host an intervention? Let us know in the comments. That's fine. You know, for a, a year I talked about my credit card debt, and now that I'm like, fine with it and accepted it <laughs> not that it's gone away i'm talking about future plastic surgery that i'll you're never have you're thinking about how you're going to get into more debt that's what you're doing now. i am thinking about it it's like why not stay oh, do what you know love yeah. what you do do what you love you know yeah you don't work a day in your life if you i don't i don't <laughs> 
love what you do. I, I hope not. You know, I hope not. Yeah. Um, guys, this was an amazing episode. I guess uh, we have to wrap it up. Wow, wow, wow. This is the best. Yes. You know, wow, 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 Skinwell wow. fans, if you're like, I'm concerned about Katie, but I don't, I, I'm afraid to tell her directly. You can DM us at We yeah. Stand DM Social. Them. And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take, we'll address any issues you have. And also be like, you know, she would do if she had a little filler in her eyelid. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give us some yeah. feedback on also, if you, yeah. we'll, we'll politely pass that on. If you are a plastic surgery person, like take my face, do a TikTok special on it. Tell me how I could look like Natalie and Brulia. We'll do what those plastic surgeons have been doing. Yeah. Well, yeah and you have her permission. So it's okay. Yeah. You have my permission and then it'll be fun. Guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> this <has> been- <laughs> Thank you, Galen. Thank you, Lauren. Thank, Thank you, you. Katie. We've been trying to get back on this as a duo for a while. Yeah, oh, I think we've been back yeah. on track to yeah. sign off. Yes, we've been all been, we've been trying a lot of things. You know, a lot yeah. of things we've been trying. Um, thank you to our editors, Jesse. Thank you, Kate, our producer, owner mm-hmm. of Banana Podcast Network. Guys, if you have any <laughs> questions, answers, solutions, um, medication advice, you can always connect <laughs> us with Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. On Patreon, where it's Camel Podcast. We are on Instagram, social. Um, I'll never see you on Facebook because I can't stand Facebook, but we're there. You know, if you want to look around, you can. And you can also send medications to me. I'm Lauren Ann Brickman on Instagram. I'll accept your meds too. We will accept meds. Yeah. We will accept, accept all and any meds. Um, and yeah, and if you have if you want to call in, because I think we, ha- we might have some phone calls, but they might be like just floating in the ether. So give me a call um, at our hot tip hotline, 347-509-9414, because you know I love a phone call. And that's our show. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. 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 Podcast Season 2 is produced and edited by me, Caitlin Brodnick, produced and edited by Caitlin Moldenhauer, and edited by Jesse Karen. We are part of the More Banana Podcast Network, which is an all-female-owned and run network for women's voices uninterrupted. If you love us, the best thing you can do is rate and review wherever you listen to your podcast. It will help us tremendously. Thank you guys so much for listening, all of your support. We're so happy to have you here, and we will see you next week. Bye! Hello, friends. This is Mark Nell, executive producer of the Table Read podcast, where imagination meets performance. As we wrap up an incredible season one, we want to take a moment to express our heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who tuned in and supported us on this amazing journey. Season one was nothing short of extraordinary. We delved into captivating scripts that transported us to worlds beyond our imagination, thanks to the brilliant writers who delivered these works. But what really brought these stories to life were the talents of our amazing actors. But 
wait. The excitement doesn't end there. As we bid farewell to Season 1, we are thrilled to announce the launch of Season 2. Get ready for more gripping narratives, more unforgettable characters, and more mesmerizing performances that will keep you on the edge of your seat. We have some big surprises coming. The Force will definitely be with you. So stay tuned, stay engaged, and most importantly, stay excited. From all of us at the Table Read Podcast, thank you. And let's make Season 2 even more memorable together.